If nothing else, the voters should be very clear about one thing. President Trump and his party, and Judge Barrett, will overturn the Affordable Care Act, and they won't stop there. They have made clear that they want to overturn Roe versus Wade and restrict reproductive rights and freedoms. Judge Barrett has a long record of opposing abortion and reproductive rights. There is no other issue that so disrespects and dishonors the work of Justice Ginsburg's life than undoing the seminal decision in the court's history that made it clear a woman has a right to make decisions about her own body. But that's where President Trump and his party and Judge Barrett are. So let's make it clear where we are. Let's vote for health care. Vote for the Affordable Care Act. Vote as if your life, your choice, depends on it, because it does. Make it clear to President Trump and to every Republican senator that if they're determined to get rid of your health care, you'll be just as determined to vote them out of office. Powerful words spoken by Vice Presidential nominee Kamala Harris on Monday about what Trump's nomination of Amy Coney Barrett means for us as voters. Things look grim in our country right now. We're all learning how to be brave, trying to tackle some of the most complex issues of our generation. And it's been hard to stay hopeful. It's one thing to realize that 27 million people in this country don't have health care right now. But it's another to realize that if Amy Coney Barrett is appointed to the Supreme Court, that number will skyrocket to over 50 million. On Saturday evening, President Trump nominated Judge Amy Coney Barrett for the Supreme Court. I'm not really going to talk about her personally because I believe the whole Republican strategy for getting her appointed is to try and make these talking points about her personality and who she is rather than the negative effect she would likely have on most Americans' lives regardless of their political beliefs. Because her being appointed would be different than when other conservative justices have been appointed in the past because of the three six conservative majority this would give the court republicans don't want to spend time on her policies because they really really matter this time it's scary because it's so obvious that they know what they're doing is wrong republicans want to keep this quick and quiet because and i cannot stress this enough if everyone in this country understood what is at stake with this seat, no one would be letting it happen. We know that a majority of Americans today support a woman's right to choose, the ACA, and even Medicare for All. Not to mention the fact that a CNN poll reported that 59% of Americans believe that the winner of the upcoming presidential election should be the one to fill Ginsburg's seat. Amy Coney Barrett is the last piece of the puzzle. 
which is what makes her stands on things like abortion and healthcare not just stances, but actual bad things that will happen if she gets that seat. If you're wondering why Republicans are so hell-bent on getting Barrick confirmed, it's because there's no question about it that she would vote to take away a woman's right to choose and the Affordable Care Act. And see, this exposes Republicans for not actually giving a shit about what the Supreme Court is supposed to do. Which is interesting coming from a party who puts such emphasis on, you know, what the founding fathers would have wanted. What I'm saying is she was nominated because everyone knows that she has already made up her mind on the most powerful and destructive votes that she would make as a Supreme Court justice. I also just want to take a moment to point out how the entire Republican Party seems to have done a complete 180 when it comes to appointing a judge during an election year. Just before the 2016 election, a senator from North Carolina named Richard Burr said to a room of volunteers, quote, If Hillary Clinton becomes president, I'm going to do everything I can do to make sure that four years from now, we've still got an opening on the Supreme Court. End quote. What this man is talking about is stalling for four years, keeping an open seat for four years years. Ruth Bader Ginsburg did not die two weeks ago, and Amy Coney Barrett has already been nominated. Then you have people like Mitch McConnell, who in 2017 blocked hearings for Merrick Garland and said that the decision should be left to the voters in an election year. But the truth is, is that he doesn't want that. Because Mitch McConnell does not care what voters think. He wants to advance his own agenda. If Mitch McConnell cared about what voters want, then he wouldn't have called electing presidents by popular vote a genuine threat to our country. If Mitch McConnell cared about what voters want, then he wouldn't have blocked two separate proposed election security measures back in July. There are also people like Mitt Romney who argue that the court being more conservative is simply a reflection of what the majority of Americans want since judges are appointed by presidents who are elected by voters. Except for the fact that Donald Trump was not elected by the majority of Americans. He lost the popular vote by almost 2.9 million votes, a larger margin than any president in U.S. history. I could go on with this, but I won't because there's not much of a point in telling people that they're doing something wrong when their response is basically, yeah, but the bad guy's on our side now. But for a topic that needs more conversation, let's talk about the balance of the Supreme Court and what it means. If Judge Barrett is appointed, we will have a 6-3 conservative majority, which is what puts things like Roe v. Wade and the ACA at risk. But the question that people are now asking is, was this ever anticipated in the design of the Supreme Court? Because the Supreme Court is laid out in the Constitution as a place for the country's most important and influential debates to take place. The key word there being debate. 
there's been some conversation about rebalancing the court, which would mean we would add more judges instead of just having nine. Um, so Congress does have the constitutional power to change the amount of judges that we keep in our court and rebalance it. And this sounds like an amazing idea to induce actual debate. However, you don't have to think about it too long before you start to worry about the power that comes with that decision and the problems that it could cause down the road if Republicans ever found themselves in a position where it could be used against Democrats. Trump himself even said at a rally recently, quote, they want to put a lot of justices on, you know, these things that are just horrible. I guess we could do that too, right? So that's terrifying. Um, so it goes without saying that there's still much debate to be had around rebalancing. The whole idea behind the Supreme Court was never for it to lean one way or another. The idea was to hold a high court that represented Americans and what we hold our country's ideals to be, where groundbreaking legislation could be debated with the genuine interest of every American at heart. But for now, we fight with our votes, fight for our democracy, our health care rights to our bodies and our planet. There is no question about the fact that what happens with this seat will make a long-lasting impact on this country. So let's fight for the nation we will be leaving in the hands of future generations. So that maybe we can be the ones who helped form a society in which Healthcare is a human right, and women will grow up knowing that they and they alone are in charge of their own bodies. This has been Move America Today, a podcast dedicated to reminding America to keep moving forward. This is your host, Mackenzie Willman, reminding you to resist and register to vote. Signing off.